So uh, I, I just want to honor uh, Trevor and Mel and the team here. Uh, just the, the way that, that you guys have heard from the Lord, you receive the word of the Lord, and you move forward with it in, even in the middle of the testing of the word. Uh, in, in Matthew 13, 21, it talks about the testing of the word. And, and, and sometimes when we receive something of the Lord, we get tested. So it's like some people are almost scared to get prophetic words because they know stuff's going to go down, right? And so, and so there's, there's this testing that you guys have been going through, and, and I just really believe that you guys are coming through this as gold and that you're going to reap a harvest not just 50 times but 100 times what you've sown, and, and it's just going to bless this community and, and way beyond. We know that this church is, is more than just a church, it's a launching pad for many people. And so we just believe that, that the stuff that's, even in the past six months that's happened, is, is actually part of the testing of the word to see if you actually believe what the Lord said. And I, I, I think that you actually do believe what the Lord said. And so it's going to bear some awesome fruit. So boom, there you go. And uh, before, we, uh, before I get into a little bit more of my story, I, I, I just feel like we need to uh, release some stuff over, over uh, I, I, I think this word's actually for everyone, because as I was thinking about it, it's like, this just like covers everybody. Uh, but we, we were singing that song, and, and, or lots of the, the, the songs this morning, and, and just thinking of, of what Jesus paid for on the cross that's actually ours. And, and, and one of the big things that I've been seeing is, is the battle over the mind, battle in the mind, including depression and anxiety, uh, sleeplessness, night, night disturbances, uh, all, all that kind of stuff. And I really feel like the Lord wants to release a peace over our minds this morning. Uh, to, to be able to receive from him and to actually be able to receive healing from him. And, and I think even from, through the worship, some of you guys are already starting to receive some of this. And, and, and I feel like throughout this day and, and this morning, you're, you're going to start uh, actually starting to receive healing in, in the whole area over your mind. And so anyone here who's got like any, uh, you guys don't have to stand up because I'm pretty sure it's everyone here, uh, is and, and anyone who has any kind of trauma, or, or you're dealing with any kind of like anxiety or depression. Um, and then especially the, this thing of our night time. Because uh, the, the Lord actually wants to teach us and instruct us at night. And, and the enemy has been in the business, especially in this generation, <laughs> big time, to steal our night and uh, uh, Psalm 16, 7 says, The way you counsel and correct me makes me praise you more. For your, for your whispers in the night give me wisdom, showing me what to do next. And, and, and when we can't sleep at night, we can't hear the whispers of the Lord at night. <laughs> right? And, and, and so th this whole thing of sleeplessness and insomnia, all that kind of garbage, that is... The, the, that's actually the place where the Lord wants to bring freedom today, where you guys are going to have the best sleep of your life tonight. And it's not just going to be a one-night stand. It's going to be for the rest of your life. You can have freedom from this night stuff going on. So, so yeah. So, like I said, I'm pretty sure that 
some of that included everyone here. So uh, uh, I, as, I, I'd like us to take some sort of a posture. You, you can decide what you want. You can hold out your hands, put your hand on your head, or stand up. Whatever you feel you got to do. So sometimes receiving a word requires uh, 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 some sort of movement, something to, to, to get you in the right posture. So you can do that. And um, yeah, get ready. I just release peace over this room. <laughs> Holy Spirit, just come settle. Yeah. Your peace just cover every person in this room. Every thought. Whoa, we just say depression go in Jesus' name. Anxiety go in Jesus' name. Night terrors and nightmares and even just waking up at random hours at the night for no reason. We just release that in Jesus' name. Yeah. And I just declare hope over, over every situation related to the mind where we've, we've come to just kind of cope with it. We've, we've come to actually just learn how to do life with these things, and we hardly even think about it anymore, but the Lord actually wants to release freedom in every area because he wants you completely whole, mind, body, soul, spirit, all of you. Yeah. So we thank you, Jesus. Amen. And also, just want to say, in, in, in this whole area, uh, one thing that, that I've just kind of been realizing in the last little bit. If I, I know that there's people who who, who uh, um, ha, have been like diagnosed with stuff, like from doctors, and 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 I just want to break off shame right now. That there's absolutely no shame in in seeking help. There's no shame in. In, in needing to go to the med- medical system, there's no shame in needing to go see a counselor. So I just want to break off all shame in that area and just say that, 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 that you're absolutely free and that the Lord has, has provided amazing people and amazing resources for you to actually walk out your freedom. So there you go. All right. Good. So I want to. Uh, I'm. I'm mostly just going to share a bit of my story because I, I've. I, I, some of you guys know my story. Some of you guys don't. Uh, but I'm. I'm just going to kind of teach from from my story. So, uh, we'll just we'll just do that. So uh, we have been coming to Catch the Fire now for about the last three years, and uh, and my, my my first encounter with Trevor it wasn't like personal, but where I heard him speak was about ten years ago ish somewhere I'd be on service and and uh, he, he was speaking about I still remember the sermon because it actually like it, it, it grabbed my spirit and and you're t- t- talking about the 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 the, the, the demon possessed men that Jesus came and healed and they were seated clothed and in their right mind and it was like yeah <laughs> so when you guys started this thing it's like we got to get connected somehow so it's just uh, it's just cool the way the Lord brings brings things around. I love it. It's awesome. So uh, I, I was born in Mexico. So I'm one of those Mexican Mennonites. We immigrated to Canada when I was uh, I, I guess I was about six, 
and uh, and and so my my family my my any I know there's a bunch of Mennonites here, so you know what I'm talking about. But uh, in uh, <laughs> my my dad was Old Colony, and my mom was Zummerfelder, and so we went to when we came into Canada, we went to a Zummerfelder church, and it was like super traditional, guys on one side, girls on the other, and all that kind of stuff. And then we joined an EMC church, which was like freedom. <laughs> so we, that's, that's where I grew up. Um, and uh, in my early teen years, we actually joined an EMC church plant, which was amazing. We experienced community like I've never really, uh, well, at that point, I never experienced. And since then, very few places where I've experienced that kind of community. It was just very cool. Uh, so I have, I have some really good memories there. But when I was seven years old uh, is when I first uh, felt the, uh, the conviction of the Lord, conviction of sin. I realized my need for a Savior. And, and so I accepted Jesus into my heart. And then again, for the ne- every day for the next <laughs> like five years. <laughs> And, and, and so, and, and uh, c- coming to, to Jesus the way I did, like now re- looking back, I realized there were certain things that were planted in me. And, and I think this is for some of you guys too, because I feel like I had, I had the hell scared out of me, you know? And, 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 and so f- from, that, from that point on, it was like I, I, I had this desire for holiness, like instantly, Instantly, I, I remember that first week after, because I'd get in trouble in school every single day, literally. I'd either get detention, get told to stand by the wall, or whatever the thing was, every single day. And I, I remember this one specific day, I was like, okay, hey, I'm going to go through this day, and I'm not going to get in trouble. For real. And so I, I, I remember it so clearly. I was lining up for, we all had to line up at recess time. This is me, I'm like seven or eight years old, right? And so... Lining up for recess time, and I'm like, hey, I'm doing really good. And this guy comes, and he, like, kind of budges in front of me in line. And, like, just under my breath, I call him, like, a not nice name. And I look to the side, and there's a teacher standing right there. He's like, <laughs> I couldn't do it, not even one day. And so, and so there's, there's this whole thing that, that was going on. And, and we read in, in, well, it's in the Old Testament, but in the New Testament, too. 1 Peter 1.16, it says, be holy as I am holy. And, and so it's like, if, if it's actually, if the Lord is commanding us to do something, it would be cruel of him to command us to do something that we couldn't do. Right? <laughs> right? And, and, and so here I am working, trying to be holy. And uh, like I, I had some breakthrough throughout the years, but really not until about eight years ago where it actually clicked. This is crazy, man. And, and, and so th- this whole thing of like, hey, I have to be holy, I have to be perfect, I can't do anything wrong, right? And so living life like that, and uh, it, it, it all came back to, as I'm reflecting, it all comes back to, I, I, I was saved out of fear. And I, I have lots of respect for the minister, and I'm sure he didn't intend it this way. Uh, he's an awesome guy. But it's like, the way I came to Jesus was out of fear of hell. And it's like, Actually, we should be scared of hell. Let's be honest. <laughs> I don't want to go there. But, but, but that actually, the, um, actually the, it's the kindness of God and the love of God that leads us to repentance. And, and it's like I missed that whole message. And, and <laughs> isn't that crazy? Isn't that crazy? That's totally crazy. 
And, and, and so, so I entered into this thing of like, needed to be perfect, needed to, to, to somehow perform for my approval with God. And uh, as, as I was thinking about this, I was thinking about Adam and Eve in the garden. And, and, and they were completely open, completely vulnerable, uh, naked and unashamed, right? The, uh, it, intimacy was not something that was hidden. And then they sinned, and they covered themselves with fig leaves. Fig leaves represents human effort, works. They covered the, 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 the place where they were supposed to get product, their productiveness from, intimacy, they covered with works, right? And, and, then, and then the father comes along and says, actually, the, 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 it's only through, through sacrifice, only through bloodshed, so they get covered with animal skin. And, and, and so I was thinking, okay, well, that's, uh, that's cool. And, and then Jesus, on, the, on his journey to Bethlehem, or Bethlehem, Jerusalem, uh, when he dies, or when he's going to die, he walks by a fig tree. <laughs> and he looks for fruit on it, and there's no fruit. Hey? Okay? Because there's no fruit in, the, in works. There's no fruit. So he's on the way. He sees the fig tree, looks for fruit. There's no fruit. He curses it. It dies because that way just doesn't work. And then he goes and he says, this is how it's done. And he sacrifices himself on the cross. <laughs> it's only through sacrifice, right? The shedding of blood, right? And in 2 Corinthians, I, I just love this, 5.21, or I'll just actually <clears throat> read it exactly where it says here. It says, God made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. So all of a sudden it's like actually we are the righteousness of God, <laughs> not because of anything that I've done, but because of everything that he's done. And so, so, so I just want to re- release that this morning too. If, 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 if you've been thinking this whole thing of like, I, I, I need to just keep doing good things in order to be holy, be righteous, I, I just want to release you of that stress. Right? And, 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 and let's just sit back and receive what Jesus has done for us. We are covered in His righteousness. He calls you holy because He is holy. And you are in Him and He is in you. <laughs> it's good, eh? So good. So, so for me, the, the, this whole battle was like, it was all the time. And so like in, in, in high school, I remember this like, because I played on the worship team as soon as I could play three chords and I was on the worship team. And so, uh, and so I, I was playing and, and I remember like, like one of the people on our team was, was, was like pretty much saying that I was so intimidating because I was so like holy. I'm like, what? That's kind of weird. And, and then, and then in, uh, it never really clicked, actually. 
never clicked until, uh, yeah, it was about eight years ago I was listening to a sermon. I, I think it was Eric, uh, Eric Johnson, and, and he was talking about how, how Jesus was the most holy person that ever walked the face of the earth, and everyone wanted to be with him. So I'm like, huh, if that's actually what holiness looks like, people actually want to be around holy people. Hmm. Maybe somewhere I missed something. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Sometimes the father is just laughing. You guys are ridiculous. <clears throat> All right. All right. When I was 14 uh, is when I first, first received the call from the Lord, and we actually, I grew up in southern Ontario, and so we would come up to Steinbeck Bible College every, every winter for their youth conference, for impact. Yeah, of course I did. And so we, and so we went there, and there was a speaker, and, and he was talking about, uh, well, he was talking about missions, and he was talking about, like, this, this place in Africa and this tribe that they've been asking for missionaries for 20 years, and no one's went for 20 years. You know, and it was just like, oh, I, 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 I just got wrecked. And I'm like, I'm giving my life to Jesus, like for real. Like not just I'm a Christian, but I'm going to serve him for the rest of my life. So, so that was the moment right there. And, and, uh, and so f- from then on, I, th- that was my, my desire. I, I had no desire to get a real job or, or, or whatever, you know, or to train for a real job. <laughs> Oh snap! Yeah. So that was the so that was the, the, the that was the intro to to I'm now commissioned into something something greater. And so th- throughout this whole time in in my life, I uh, I'd memorize verses to go to camp. And so uh, I I think it was for four years four years in a row I memorized verses and I probably memorized close to 300 verses over those four years to be able to go to camp. And, and the very first section of scripture memorized was John 14, 1 to 14. And, uh, and, and there's a, a couple of verses there. Hey, I'm looking it up. <laughs> and and it, it says, I, I tell you the truth, anyone who has faith in me will do what I have been doing. You will do even greater things than these because I'm going to the Father. And I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the Son may bring glory to the Father. You may ask me for anything in my name and I will do it. Like that's crazy talk. For real. Like you, you read this. I, I, I was 12, 13, 14. I don't know exactly when, when this, this was. I'm reading this. I'm just like, that's amazing. And in, in, in my heart, I started looking around the people that I knew. It's like, is there anyone who believes this and lives it? I was looking and looking, and there's nobody. <laughs> nobody. So I have this seed in my heart. It's there, and it's alive, but it's pretty, uh, pretty dormant, right? I, I go off to... Go off to college, meet Dania, it's awesome. Get married, we enter into youth ministry. Uh, we, we were in youth ministry for 12 years in, in Gimli. And, and then all of a sudden, about five, six years into ministry, uh, 
I heard of some people <laughs> who believe this stuff. <laughs> and, and, and I start reading the Bible uh, a little bit differently. I, I, I read, read 1 Corinthians. I took a whole course on 1 Corinthians in college and never talked about this once. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, 13, and 14 about the gifts of the Spirit and prophecy and that we need to eagerly desire the spiritual gifts, especially that you may prophesy. And it's just like, whoa, when did these verses get added to the Bible? <laughs> oh my goodness. And so this seed began to, began to come alive again. So this is good. So, so Dan and I, we just got, we just got really hungry. And so uh, there was, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I could give credit to lots of places. The, the first place that kind of stirred this was actually Southland Church in Steinbeck there. It was just like, of, of all places, just like, whoa. And, and it was like, okay, this is good stuff. And then we got connected with, uh, with some stuff going on down in IHOP, uh, House of Prayer in Kansas City. And then all of a sudden we heard of Bethel Church. I'm just like, oh, this is cool. And so it just happened to be that in our, like, we, we were treated really well for, for a long time at the church we were at in Gimli. And, and so we, we had a sabbatical. And so on our sabbatical, we were like, hey, we're going to go to all these places and just see what happens. So we went down to IHOP. We took a, we took a, prophetic evangelism course, and, and then we headed over to, to Bethel, and we were like, oh, we're going to spend the weekend there. We spent a couple weeks there, and just like took in everything, and it was just like, this is just amazing. We listened to, like, all we did was listen to sermons, like, all the time. It was just like, just hungry, 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 and, and so this, this, this kind, this started stuff in us to be like, hey, this is for real, the kingdom of God looks like something. The kingdom of God is not just going to heaven. The kingdom of God is here. When Jesus prayed, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, he actually meant it. And there's lots of things that Jesus said that he actually meant. Right? Right? When he says, preach the kingdom, heal the sick, raise the dead, he actually meant that. For real. <laughs> Right, and, and and so as as we're going, th- as as we're learning this stuff, it's like all these things start to become, start to become a part of us, and we learn about honor and love and and just all these, all these things that that just like they, they all of a sudden seem totally new, and and it's not that we never saw or believed this stuff before, but all of a sudden there's like this newness to it. That's like because like. I, I, I've always believed in the supernatural because that's what the Bible said. Just because I didn't see it. Like, I, I, I believed it. I believed in, in teleporting. I believed in having crazy experiences in the spirit. I believed in all that even though I never saw it, never heard anyone talk about it. I believed it because that's what the Bible says. But be, because of my lack of experience with the people around me, it's just kind of stayed low, right? And so... Uh, The one thing that, that I learned is that anyone who's, who has, first of all, anyone who comes to Jesus has heard the voice of God. So that means that everyone here hears the voice of God, right? I said that one time, and, and they didn't believe me, so I don't know. I'm not sure. 
I'm not quite sure. <laughs> Maybe you didn't. <laughs> and, and and so we can all uh, and that um, oh. we can all hear the voice of God. Let's just take that in. You you can hear the voice of God. And we can actually live our life that way, listening and responding to what he says, right? And, and, and we're all learning and growing, and, and I feel like, like as I'm, as I'm learning, learning to do that, I, I realize more and more how I need to learn yet. Because <laughs> it's like the, the, the whispers of, of God, right? And, and, and there's a, a, a scripture, I think it's in the Psalms, where it says he leads us with his eye. He doesn't even have to say anything. It's just like, oh, to be in that place. Where it's just like he just needs to, you know. <laughs> it's like sometimes when, uh, when Daniel's leading worship and I'm on the side just doing my own thing. And, and, and she'll just like, just like a little eye movement. And I know, one of the kids. <laughs> right? And, and, and it's like that with, uh, it, it, it's like that with, that's the kind of relationship that God wants to have with us, where he's just like, I'm going, right? <laughs> oh, so, so Holy Spirit, we, we, we just say that we are hungry to hear your voice more clearly. We are hungry to be led by your eye. Yeah. <laughs> so as as I've been thinking, as as I've been growing, there's been a, a a passage of scripture that that's just like always there. So Romans twelve verses one and two, and I'm pretty sure the first sermon I ever preached was was on these. It says therefore I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And th- th- this whole thing, especially in the last number of years, the thing of renewing our mind has been such, uh, such a huge deal for me. And, and I, I'm just going to touch on it just a little bit here. Um, Jesus talks about, uh, or Jesus' first sermon is, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. That's his first sermon. (laughs) Matthew 4, 17. Repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. At hand is like, it's just like right there. We just got to be like, oh yeah, there it is. Right? (laughs) The kingdom of God is at hand. It's that close. It's that close. But this word repent uh, is, is something that's been, that's been on, on my heart quite a lot. Because uh, g- growing up, and, and this, this isn't wrong, but I, I, was al- I always uh, thought of repentance as like you're walking one way, then you repent, and you walk the other way, right? Which is true, right? It's that. It, it has to do with the thing of being sorrowful for, for your sin and turning around, Right? But, but another way to translate that word is actually to change the way you think. Change the way you think because the kingdom of heaven is at hand. 
There's things in the kingdom that we will never see unless we change the way we think. Most of, most of the battles for the believer in the kingdom is right up here. The struggles to seeing the kingdom is up here. Uh, I, I love uh, a quote from Bill Johnson. He says, most people repent enough to get into the kingdom, but not enough to see the kingdom. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, I didn't say it. I was Bill. <laughs> but it is good. <laughs> so there, there's this changing of the way that we think. And, and, and so it comes down to like every area of our life, literally. So like, we're, so like we, we need to change the way we think about our finances, right? And change the way we speak about it, which is the thing, as of the last number of months, that's been the aspect of the renewing of the mind that's been at the forefront, is our declarations, the way we speak about it. So it's like, oh, if, if, if you make these kind of declarations of like, I'm always broke, or uh, I'm, I'm uh, I don't know, or even just to say I'm, I'm bad with money, chances are pretty good that's exactly what's going to happen. I'm sure, I'm sure it doesn't happen to anyone here, but I've met people who, who actually, they're, they're, always, they're always talking about how, how uh, they don't have any money. And they don't. And, and, and sometimes I, I think about what they're making and what, and, and, and what I make, and it's just like, this should be no excuse for this. You know? And, and it's like, so, so like we... we uh, if, if we want to change the circumstances in our life, we want to change our mind, we need to change what we're talking about. And, and, and sometimes actually to like, like, like with in, in, the, in the presence of God, to like actually speak out some of these things. And, and, and when we speak them out, they actually sound really, really ridiculous. To, because just think about it for a second. If, if you're a child of God, he's the king of the universe. He's got everything that you could ever imagine and way more because it says more than you can ask or imagine. And, and so, and, and here I am as a child of the king and I'm broke, I'm never going to have any money. <laughs> That's laughable. Oh my goodness. Sometimes you just got to laugh at these things. Because it's just stupid. Uh, Psalm, Psalm 2, it, it says that the, the Lord sits enthroned in the heavens and he laughs. At what? He laughs at the, at the plans of the enemy. He laughs at the plans of the enemy. So if the Lord's sitting in heaven and he's there laughing at the plans of the enemy, why don't you do the same thing? Yeah, it's like, so let's try it. I'm broke and I'm always going to be broke. <laughs> or how about this one? I'm, I'm always going to be sick. <laughs> Does it sound just stupid when you like think of what Jesus did? This is crazy. And then there's the whole struggling with sin thing. Right? 
where it's like Jesus has declared you righteous. And in Romans, it says that you're actually dead to sin and alive to God, which means your old nature is no longer battling your new nature. Your old nature is dead. So, yeah. So, like, for, for so many years, and I'm sure probably almost everyone here has heard the teaching of, like, there's this, like white dog and black dog inside you. And whichever one you feed, that's the one that's going to... It's like, no, the black dog is dead. He's rotten. He's, he's gone. Right? Because in, in our new nature, it's no longer in our nature to sin. It's not. Actually. And so sometimes, yeah, we, we all know that we're capable of sinning. And that happens when we take our eye off of Jesus. And, and, and we, you know, like... But in our nature... It is now natural for us to do good. And so if there is a struggle, if there is temptations that keep coming, it's like, oh, here I go again. No, 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 no. No, I'm a victorious son. <laughs> right? I'm a victorious son. Change the way you speak. Change what you're declaring over yourself and it'll change your situations. That's right. Whew. I don't know where to go now. <laughs> this is good. Let's just make some good declarations over ourselves here. I'm not very long-winded, so. So here, I, I, I'm just going to declare some things, and we'll just, uh, you can declare too if you want it. If you don't want it, you don't have to declare it. And, you know, we, we are actually very free people. And, and th- th- there's things of the kingdom that the Father is just waiting, waiting to pour on us. But if we don't want it, he's not necessarily going to give it to us sometimes he does anyway but but there's things that that that, that are like if if you actually don't want complete freedom he's not going to force it on you and 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 so this morning I, i i just want to just like if if you actually want freedom the father actually wants to give it to you oh here i know where i should go here psalm psalm 103 i just love that that's a good one, eh? And the first, and, and like, because like for, for, for me, it, it was always a struggle of like, yes, I, I, I believe in healing, but it's like, does God really want to heal everyone? You know, like that struggle. And, and, and even now, sometimes that creeps in, in my heart. But like, you, you start declaring the word, and, and all of a sudden, those thoughts sound kind of silly. <laughs> it's true. Right, because we we don't base our lives based on, or uh, we don't believe based on our experience. We believe based on the word, right? And 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 so there, there's there's so many things in the word that I believe that I have never experienced. But for me to stop believing that, I cut short what God could do in me. 
right? And so we just keep declaring, we keep believing whether we see it or not. It's not being phony, it's being uh, faith, full of faith. <laughs> we prophesy over ourselves. We prophesy over ourselves. Yeah. You declare what you want to happen over your life. It isn't just positive thinking or any of that stuff. It's actually for real. Okay, I'll read. I'll read the Psalm 103 here. It says, Praise the Lord, O my soul. All my inmost being praise His holy name. Praise the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all His benefits. So just remember some of his benefits right now. <laughs> who forgives all your sins, who heals some of your diseases, whoop, hold up, all your diseases. This is what the word says. So if, so if you've got an experience that doesn't line up with this, c- come back to this. And it, it, it doesn't mean that, that sometimes it might, it might not be some really painful stuff and questions that you don't have answers for. You know, my, my dad died two years ago. He was 55 years old. And uh, I, I was like, <laughs> so like the, the Bible says, uh, heal the sick, raise the dead. So my prayer was to raise the dead. He didn't raise. You know, is that my problem? Is that God's problem? It, it, it's just, sometimes it's actually not, not any of my business. I just need to be obedient. So, so, so we believe and we pray in faith. And, and yes, the, the, there's things that, that we can do to set ourselves up for, for increase in our life, absolutely. But it's like we obey. He says heal the sick, raise the dead, so that's what we do. We might not be very good at it, but it's the only thing we've been told to do, so we better do it. Right? You got it? It's good. All right. Who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit. The pit, that sounds a little bit like depression and all that stuff. So and anyone here who's, we were praying for that before, if that's you, just take this right here. He redeems your life from the pit. This is the word of the Lord and the will of the Lord. Right here. Mm -hmm. Who satisfies your desires with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. This was something that just just recently, because I I work at a bowling alley, so it's pretty fun. I get to meet all kinds of great people. And uh, and because we have a seniors league, and, and so I see like the elderly people who've, who've got all these things uh, starting to go wrong with their bodies. And, and it's like, it's just expected that as you get older, your body's going to break down and fall apart. No, because that's not what the word says. <laughs> so so if, if, if you're feeling like that, if, if, if you've got like some joint pains and you're feeling like, oh, I can't do what I need to do because I'm getting old or whatever, here, just, just take this. He satisfies your desires with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagle's. The Lord works righteousness and justice for all the oppressed. So and anyone here feeling like they've been oppressed or they've been treated unjustly, here you go. The Lord works righteousness and justice for all the oppressed. This is for you right now. Wow. Just do the 
see. No, I'll just leave it there. That's just so good. It's just so good. So we take, we take God's word and we, and, and, and we believe it. We declare it. Right? And, and, and there is a... I, I try to... Because I meet people all the time who've been disappointed because they haven't gotten what God, what they thought they were supposed to get from God. I meet people all the time like that. And, and we just want to come back to, uh, it, it, it's, it's actually more about my intimacy with, with God. It's more about my relationship with God than what, the, the, than what I get out of this whole thing. And, and, and if you've been disappointed by God, I, I just really want to encourage you. I've, I, I've been praying for, for lots of people in the last, I don't know, the Lord's just been teaching me to pray, I guess. And, and just praying encouragement over people. Because it's like, so, so, so I just want to release encouragement over you that, that f- first of all, if, if you're still sitting here breathing, your story's not over. And, and, and the Bible says that he works all things for good. And so if it's not good yet, it means it's not done yet. So, so I just want to release that. Charles is looking at me. I'm just quoting Chris. And then I'm quoting this guy. That was Chris Valentin. There you go. <laughs> oh, man. It's good. Right on. Okay, let's just make a few declarations and I'll pray for us and then we can party. Whatever we want to do. All right. So here. So here, this this is a really good one. I co-labor with a good God and represent him through miracles, signs, and wonders. It's a good declaration. Okay, so let's try that. I co-labor with a good God and represent him through miracles, signs, and wonders. Yeah. Every single thing I need was purchased for me at Calvary. Every single thing I need was purchased for me at Calvary. Jesus' blood is enough. Jesus' blood is enough. Whoa, that's right. I am significant. I am significant. Yeah. God always hears me and responds to my prayers. Yeah. I have been adopted as royalty into God's family. I have authority and access to all of God's resources for the sake of the world. Well, here's a good one. I am a new creation. I am not merely a sinner saved by grace. I am a saint. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Well, we should say that one again. That one's a hard one to say sometimes. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Whoa. Let's see what else we got here. Oh, here's a good one. I am not a slave to sin. I am not a slave to sin. My sinful, My sinful nature is dead. Let's say that one again. My sinful nature is dead. My sinful nature is dead. Whoa. 
in Christ I am free and empowered to live in His righteousness every day. Oh, I partner with the Holy Spirit to be changed and led into personal transformation by the power and love. His power and love. There we go. <laughs> oh. So good. So, so we, we, we declare these things and they become reality. Do you know what? I, I found out that once I realized that I am the righteousness of God and I'm not working for righteousness, that actually I started sinning less. Huh. Which was my goal in the beginning. I just went about it the wrong way. Yeah. Trying to sow fig leaves. Ha, 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 ha.